In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And I'm so happy to be here as always. This is Marla Tabaka, and I am here on Toging. That's Million Dollar Mindset every Monday, same time, same place, to talk to you about how to build the mindset and create the strategy to grow your life and business in perfection, just the way that you desire, so that you can achieve your dreams and actually enjoy doing it. Today is no exception. I'm wondering if you have ever thought of franchising your operation. Imagine people all over the country, maybe all over the world, who knows, paying you for your idea, for your intellectual property, and the rights to duplicate your business model. Today, we're here to talk about the steps to becoming a franchise, as well as other strategic growth opportunities, because franchising is certainly not for everyone. When our guest was laid off from a corporate marketing job in 2003, she turned her joblessness into an opportunity in the midst of an ailing economy. As a busy professional herself, you know, she'd always fantasized about having a personal assistant. Don't we all? Would that be lovely, right? A personal assistant. I love it. Thus was born the business concept, which grew into My Gal Friday, later renamed the Betty Brigade. Since Sharon McGrill founded her company in 2003, she's moved the headquarters into a new office, doubling the size of the previous space, grown her team to 14 members, established a communications department, a safety OSHA compliant division, and a regular staff training regiment. And the Betty Brigade currently has offices in Ann Arbor, Birmingham, and Lansing, Michigan, and is soon to grow outside of Michigan as well. And we're here to talk to Sharon McGrill today about how she's achieving all that and, and to learn from, from the things that maybe haven't gone exactly right for Sharon and certainly the things that are going exactly right for Sharon. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, Sharon McGrill. Thank you. I am delighted to be here, Marla. Oh, I'm so excited about having you on the show. You know, Sharon, I I work with uh, 
female entrepreneurs all over the world. And I really believe that one of the things that challenges them the most is understanding their opportunities for strategic growth. And especially when it comes to uh, finding capital and and what the numbers of ways out there to to find capital are and you know you're doing all that and in my mind that makes you the expert so i'm really excited to talk about this topic and sharon one of the first questions i love asking my guests on this show is about mindset and you know this show is called the million dollar mindset for a reason i think that you know if your goal is to achieve abundance or wealth or what have you that there's a certain type of mindset that goes along with those for successful people can you give us a hint as to what what kind of positive thought process you embrace that is helping you to become so incredibly successful. Oh, absolutely. And you really do have to have um, not just a positive mindset, but a, like a real, I'm going to get through this however I have to get through it kind of <laughs> attitude. <laughs> um, and and that's, that's an important piece of it. Um, so when I started, um, I'd been laid off from my corporate job, and so I started my business, and I just said, failure is not an option here. Um, this is going to work in one way or another, and I gave myself one year to make, to make the business grow and to make it viable. And just before the one-year mark, I had to hire my first employee. And so that, that to me said, okay, well, I'm busy enough to hire an employee, so that's really good. Um, now, now I actually really work on um, doing daily meditations and even some, sometimes stopping in the middle of my day and just really centering myself to make sure that I'm concentrating on the things I need to concentrate on. That is so important, and I'm not at all surprised, Sharon, to hear you say that because, you know, people who achieve the level of success you do, most people I've interviewed or spoken to in one way or the other have embraced some form of meditation or prayer process in their daily routine, and uh, it's so important for, for centering yourself and, and for putting things into perspective, right? Uh, yes, that's really true. Um, being just just doing a, a gratitude meditation or being grateful for the things you have instead of the things that you don't yet have really kind of gets you present and really reminds you of all of the good things in your life. Yeah, yeah, and there are many. Well, not surprised. That's very exciting. Thanks for sharing. A bit of a personal question there. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> so, so, Sharon, before we start talking about investors, strategic growth, partnerships, all those exciting things. I want to learn more about the Betty Brigade. It is such a, I love your website. I love the concept and it is so, so remarkable and, and, you know, something that either, you know, a franchise or, or licensing is, it's a perfect model for that. So tell us a little bit about what the Betty Brigade is and the clients that you serve and so on. Okay. So um, we are a personal assistance and concierge company. And um, when people think of concierge, they often think of, you know, those people that sit at the desk at the hotel that you're not quite sure what to ask them for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, that's, that's part of what we do. But we, t we take that 
you know, making making reservations for you, finding tickets for you, things like that. Um, we absolutely do that, but we take it to a bit more of a personal level where we can really manage things in your home, like taking care of your pet or running errands for you or meeting the dishwasher repairman or helping you pack or unpack. Um, that's That's a big part of what we do. Or organizing a room that just feels overwhelming. So those are all pieces of what we do on a regular basis. Wow, that's a lot. How in the world do you keep all that straight? <laughs> well, um, it really, uh, we, we take it from a project, man project management point of view. So every client um, we're able to put into our project management system and allow um, whoever happens to be working with them, and it's usually one person. We usually assign one person per client, um, and then we, and then each client also has a backup person, so they have a team. But um, but that's that's a big part of it is that it's all recorded into uh, a software system, and anyone can go in and look and see what's going on with that client at any point. Mm-hmm. So Sharon, I'm, I'm hearing something very unique in me, which again, in you, which again doesn't surprise me at all. Um, you have this balance of being a visionary as well as a very strategic um, person, and, and you know many entrepreneurs don't necessarily enjoy that left brain strategy uh, piece of a personality or you're very fortunate and very talented it's 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 uh, evident you it sounds like you have a process in place for everything well it wasn't always that way because where my strengths are are in the big visioning piece and in the you know here's where i want to go so so how do we get there kind of thing and then I was able to bring in people that are really good at writing it down because I would rather stick a fork in my eye than create <laughs> systems. Oh, my God. I am just not a system. I, like, I love that systems are in place, but that's not my strong suit. So, um, so I hired people that love to do that. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because it was it was evident that you have those in place, and it sounded like you were putting those in place yourself, which is truly, and I, I think it's important that entrepreneurs know this. You know, oftentimes when I meet an entrepreneur, they're at that space where they're doing everything themselves, and they're hating certain aspects of what they call their job. And I say, well, you, you know, you didn't do this to have a job. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> so it's good to hear you reinforce that, that you brought in the experts who would document everything for you. Was that, um, was that difficult for you to afford? Um, well, it didn't, it didn't come in the beginning. And um, at the beginning, the first person that I hired, that first employee was an administrative assistant. And I knew that that person would help put systems in place because that is their role in the business is to help systematize and make things go smoother for, for the rest of the staff. And so um, in the beginning, the rest of the staff was me. And it was just the two of us. And, um, and now it's grown considerably, and the administrative role it has really become a hub or a, or a centerpiece for what we do. And the rest of the team kind of rotate in a satellite system around that administrative role. And, um, and so we all have our specific things that we work on. 
Okay, wonderful. This is this is fun. Okay, we're going to go into a break in a, a minute or so, Sharon. So why don't you tell our audience where they can find you? We are at www.bettybrigade.com, and that's B-E-T-T-Y-B-R-I-G-A-D-E.com. And you are currently serving only Michigan, uh, the state of Michigan, in these uh, three areas that we specified, correct? That's correct. However, uh, we work with a lot of people that are moving into Michigan or moving out of Michigan, and we're often... Okay. And we're going into break. This is Marla Tabaka, and we will be back with you in just a few minutes. We'll be talking about franchising and other strategic growth opportunities with Sharon McGrill, founder of the Betty Brigade. You'll find her at www.bettybrigade.com. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Join host Kaylin Amadio for Act Local, marketing for small business. Kaylin helps concerned, confused, and even clueless small business entrepreneurs market simply, safely, and successfully. Join Kaylin for some Monday morning marketing madness that will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing for your local business, this marketing black belt will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin will feature a new tip that you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. Act Local Marketing for Small Business airs every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with Sharon McGrill. She is the founder of the Betty Brigade. 
And she's had such wonderful experience that she's going to share with you here today. She's done scores of television and radio interviews. She's been featured in many publications and websites, including the Detroit Free Press, the Detroit News, Ann Arbor News, Women's Day Magazine, Crane's Business Detroit, and Forbes.com, as well as entrepreneur.com. So we are learning just a wealth of information. Thanks again for being here today, Sharon, and uh, talking to us about these strategic growth opportunities that you are actually uh, taking part in right now. So tell us, the Betty Brigade is obviously growing, and I know we've had a conversation and you said that uh, you'll be growing outside of the state of Michigan and you're looking at some opportunities for strategic growth. Tell us a little bit about where you're at with that. Well, I can't talk too much about it because Uh I'm in talks with investors right now, so uh, a lot of that is very confidential, but I can say that I'm in talks with investors right now. How exciting is that? (laughs) So exciting. You know, Sharon, a lot of times people don't know um, when it's time, when it's time to talk to investors and what their opportunities and options are for finding investors. Tell us a little bit about how you knew it was time for the Betty Brigade to um, to find some, some capital. Right. So I had explored all different kinds of avenues and really looked at what it was going to cost to get my business uh, to grow to that next franchise level. And franchising um, is not for the faint of heart. It's also not for the weak of pocketbook. And so <laughs> I really just um, knew that I needed uh, a big – a big pile of cash to make this happen. Um, I talked to banks. I talked to um, friends and family. I talked to a lot of different people, and the money that I needed just wasn't there. And yeah. so, um, so I looked at venture capitalists. I looked at angel investors, and I looked at private investors. And what has happened is that a, a couple of private investors are stepping forward, and um, and so. Again, I can't say a whole lot about it, but I can say that um, the negotiations are going well. Oh, that's so exciting. And so it sounds like you've done some research, probably extensive research around what it would take to franchise your business. Is that? Are you free to say whether or not that's the direction that you will go for growth? Um, we're still working on um, the investors are kind of pushing me towards a licensing model, which is a little bit different than franchising. It has similar aspects in that um, someone comes and buys your system. Um, however, they can, within licensing, they can say, um, okay, so say uh, you have uh, MarlaTabaka.com that you really have built a brand around. Um, so why would you come and buy Betty Brigade and rename your whole business Betty Brigade if MarloTabaka.com is really nice and strong? Mm-hmm. So, so what you can do in a licensing agreement is buy the system, just buy the, the tools to make, to make it stronger, to bring in more dollars, and um, take the what somebody has already done and implement it into your own business and continue calling it MarlaTabaka.com. So it's, and and it can grow a lot faster and, and it doesn't have all the legalities around it that franchising does. 
Okay. Okay. Now, would an ideal company who who would license with you, for instance, be a concierge company like your own, or can it it go? You know, can we see vertical growth into other different different kinds of companies? Um, it, yes, it could absolutely be a concierge company, but it could be just an organizing company okay. that doesn't do any of the additional stuff and they just want to really grow their organizing potential. Or it could be a pet care company that really um, sees our system of doing pet care as a way that they think is a, a way they can make more money and be more profitable. So there's a lot of different aspects um, that could be sold under this umbrella. Yeah, so it sounds very expansive because you do all these different things within the Betty Brigade and, uh, you know, you help people move and pack and organize and, you know, and each one of those categories could be a market that you would expand into. Is that right? It could, but we're really focusing on the whole picture because we're – where we want to go is to be able to build the Betty Brigade brand. And so what if, what if um, this other company that buys our system, maybe they're really struggling and they're not particularly tied to their brand. Um, maybe they have kind of a goofy name that just is the initials of their kids and it doesn't have any real meaning outside of, outside of their inner circle. Um, so by bringing in Betty Brigade, which is going to become a bigger brand, they're going to be able to partner in the marketing uh, portion of what we do. And uh, they're going to be able to get uh, local and national press in ways that they wouldn't be able to get for their smaller company. Okay. Okay. So so it's very similar to franchising then. It is similar, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And is it um, – I don't know if this is, is, is too personal to ask. Is it as costly as franchising? No, it's not as costly as franchising. And, no, that's not too personal to ask. <laughs> uh, so so um, uh, we're looking, and, and I don't want to disclose my franchise dollar amount numbers because, again, that falls under the, the confident, confidentiality stuff. But let's just say, for example, um, if a Betty Brigade franchise were were fifty thousand um, dollars. A licensing agreement might be closer to thirty thousand dollars. Okay, okay. So it makes it um, affordable all around for everybody, yes. for you to implement yes. and for the licensees um, to take part in. That's right. Wow, how exciting! Earlier, you mentioned Sharon the the different kinds of uh, investors you looked into: VCs, angel investors, private investing. And uh, talk to us a little bit about the difference between those three. Well, um, I'm not really an expert, but um, uh, so so a venture capitalist. Um, to me, in my mind, is somebody who comes in and they have pre-vetted your company and they really are very, very, um, they're, they're at a certain level dollar amount. Like they want to invest um, maybe 250000 or higher in, okay. your, in your company. And typically, uh, they want to put someone on your board. They want to be involved in maybe not the daily, but definitely the monthly goings-on of what's going on in your company. And they may also ask for um, some equity or some a, a percentage of your business. Um, they also, um, a venture capitalist, wants to get out or, or get their return 
um, within usually a, a pretty short period of time. It's usually somewhere between two to five years. Yeah. So that's a lot of pressure. Yes. Um, An angel investor um, typically goes below that amount. So they are usually investing somewhere between, um, I would say, $50,000 and $200,000. Like they're in the... They're, they still invest. They're still doing their due diligence. They're still checking out the companies and making sure that they can get a return on their investment um, in the same way as a venture capitalist, but they're not going for that high dollar amount. And often an angel um, can can wait a little longer. They'd like to get their money out um, in under five years, but sometimes they can wait a little longer. Okay. Okay. And, and do you view it, and I know you didn't, you know, necessarily um, move forward with any of your findings. But in your opinion, did you view that as an, a more friendly way to go than a, a venture capitalist? Um, well, well, I'm going the route of a private investor. Um, so a private investor is somebody who um, basically uh, they still vet the candidate and they still uh, go about um, – being, you know, wanting that return on investment. However, they, um, like one of the things that I asked for is I wanted someone to be part of the growth of the business so that they could help open doors that I couldn't normally get open. And um, that's a pretty specific request. Um, So some, some venture capitalists or angel investors are not at all interested in helping that business move forward in a specific way, and I wanted that as part of my investment package. Okay, wonderful. So can you give us some tips um, in finding a private investor? Oh, golly, um, I am so the wrong person to ask for this because I feel like I have asked. I, I, I just put it out there. Like I, I would, you know, I'd be like, hey, you know, I'd stand at the front of a room if I was giving a speech and I'd say, hey, if anybody knows an investor, I mean, I mean literally I was that um, that vocal about it. I would just, I, I would go to different, um, different groups where I knew uh, venture capitalists and angel investors were around and I would ask them. Um, but I will also say that because I'm a service-based company, most investors do not go down that route. They really want high-tech or biotech, especially yeah. in Michigan. Especially in Michigan. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's that's very common. Tech firms are just all the rage right now for investors, right? Um, you say you're not an expert, but you certainly sound like. I mean, you're doing that, <laughs> and you've you've stepped um, outside of that probably that comfort zone and you've gone out there and asked and that that takes some nerve so (laughs) i think that's where uh sometimes entrepreneurs will come up short they're afraid to just put it out there and just ask so congratulations on that and i hope that i hope that all of this goes so well we're going to go into break again and when we come back i'd love to talk to you sharon a little bit more about some other strategic growth opportunities uh, partnerships and and in in some ways that you can help possibly people see the potential for growth within their business like you have within the Betty Brigade because not everybody just comes up with the idea of, gee, I think I'll license my, <laughs> my company 
here. I mean, it, it took some vision and some planning for you to do that, and I'd love to talk more about that. We are here on the Million Dollar Mindset every single Monday at 1 o'clock Central, 2 o'clock Eastern. I look forward to seeing you here again next week where we're going to talk about building your crowd in social media and especially in preparation for crowdfunding in 2013. Big opportunities coming there. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And if you've been racking your brain for more ways to increase your revenue in spite of the economy, don't play that game. Go to Inc. and check out my article this week on five steps to make more money now. And that's incinc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. So check that out and see how you can give yourself a raise. And we are here with founder of the Betty Brigade, Sharon McGrill, talking about growth opportunities and strategies for you, including franchising and licensing and uh, partnerships and more. So, Sharon, before we went into break, we were talking about 
bringing on investors. And I know there's, oh, my gosh, that's such a huge decision, and it's a very complicated process and so much to consider. And I know that when I talk to my clients about it, one of the biggest objections I get is I don't want to give up what I built. I built this company. This is my baby. I don't want to give any equity to to a stranger or really anyone else. Talk to us a little bit about giving up equity. Well, that is really a difficult thing to do. And, um, you know, you have to think about, well, I can go on and on and on and keep doing my business at the same level it is, and it, it, you know, will probably eventually increase, but maybe not as fast as I want. Or I can bring an investor, an investor or somebody to help me grow it to a higher level. And so think about it like a pie. If you have 100% of a really nice little pie that fits in the palm of your hand, that's great. But what if you had... 80% of a regular size pie mm-hmm. and 20% of that pie belonged to somebody else. Now you get a much bigger pie and all of a sudden you have you just have a higher foot a bigger footprint, a high, you know, higher higher margin, everything that you need to move yourself forward. Um, that being said, there's a whole other set of problems that comes with making more money. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want to know that. We just want to know that it's blissful and wonderful. <laughs> oh, well, it is wonderful. Blissful, I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Well, one of the other fears I hear a lot, Sharon, is is that investors are going to want the controlling share. They're going to want, you know, 51%. What do you say to that in your experience? I say no. I say <laughs> you built it. I mean, you can you can still, you know, have 51 or 55% and still have investors come in and help you. There are a lot of investors out there that recognize or have been entrepreneurs in the past and they recognize that giving up that control is just not a possibility for the entrepreneur. But if they could get, you know, 20, 30, even 40% of that, of that pie we talked about, um, that then becomes a really great way for them to make money too. Right. Right. And uh, one last thought, something that I, I heard from a client the other day is, well, I don't want to be the one doing all the work with someone else reaping so much of the benefit. Well, the point of that is that that, that investor and you, that this, this goes back to um, whoever, you know, they're making, they're helping make your business bigger. They really have to help make your business bigger. You can you can delineate delineate that. You can say, this is the kind of investor I want. Like, for example, I want an investor that is in my business on a monthly basis that is looking at my numbers with me and that really understands the growth that I want to go to so that they can introduce me to the people that they think can make that happen. Um, that works for both parties because all of a sudden it becomes um, something we're working on together. It it should never be a contentious relationship because that it, it's like a marriage. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so true. And uh it 
sounds like, you know, for you, the private friendly investor was the way to go. And uh, I think more and more people are doing that. And I mentioned going, uh, coming back out of break that uh, crowdfunding is, is going to be a popular way to grow the biz- grow a business now. And uh, do you, have you considered that at all, even though it's not, it's not something you can partake in quite yet? Um, I have not considered crowdfunding. However, um, a good friend of mine is is financing her uh, documentary project mm-hmm. uh, through crowdfunding, and my husband is doing a project through crowd, crowdfunding. So it's all around me, and I recognize that it's a very viable way to go, um, but I don't think it's the right thing for me. Right, right. And uh, I just want to add a little caveat to that, that in 2013 with the Jobs Act um, being, you know, coming um, into the playing field, that crowdfunding is going to really, really, really change the face of small business where you can actually get legal investors uh, in crowdfunding and uh, not just people pledging money, which is also a nice way to go, but you can do some serious growth through crowdfunding platforms beginning in 2013. So I think that's just something I want to put out there for everybody listening, especially, again, um, tech businesses. I think those will be really hot on the crowdfunding platform. So we've also chatted a little bit about partnerships and other strategic growth opportunities. Um, Talk a little bit about what kind of partnerships, Sharon, that you you have established during your reign as the founder of the Betty Brigade and, and how they've benefited you? Well, um, I, we don't have any partnerships that are a formal legal partnership in that sense. Um, so there's nothing um, that is really legally binding in terms of partnership. Um, and I've specifically set my, my business up so that I am the sole decision maker when it comes down to, um, when it comes down to the bottom line. Um, I always get to make the final decision. And if you're looking at investors, you can keep that in place. You really can. Uh, but, but in terms of working with um, a lot of different companies, which we absolutely do, um, we have in, in partnered with a small P, uh, partnered with a whole list of, of different kinds of vendors. So, like, for example, when we're doing moving coordination and, and um, guiding those moves, we partner with cleaning companies, with handyman companies, with painting companies, with movers, um, to make sure that the client is getting the best price that they can get for their project. Um, in, when we're doing a, an event planning, we're partnering with caterers, with rental companies, with entertainment like DJ or band people. So uh, that's it, it's about creating a, a mutual respect on both sides, and we actually have something that our vendors sign. Uh, before they work with us. Mm-hmm. So an uh, agreement, uh, can you describe just in, in uh, general terms what that would look like? Sure. For us, it, it's a, for us, it's a really simple one-pager. It just says, um, you promise to, uh, if we call you or our client calls you, you will call us back within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Period. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh that uh, our second um, one is that you will show up on time, and on time means 10 minutes before you're supposed to start. Yeah. And we actually define that. 10 minutes to us means 10 minutes before 
you are scheduled to start, um, and that you stand behind your work. Um, so if a client has a problem with something or if you or, or Betty Brigade has a problem with something that that vendor did, that they take care of it, that they take care of the client and they take care of us, and that's how it works. Um, it's very, very simple. Um, and the other part of it is, and this is, uh, this one is what leaves a lot of people going, really? Uh, but we don't accept any referral fee or any, um, any kind of monetary gift from those vendors anytime we give them a job. Okay. And why is that? Because about 30% of our sales come from those same vendors. We're giving them referrals, they're giving us referrals, and so there's no need to say, I need a $50 referral fee for that job that I just gave you. Yeah. Because it's not about that. It's about, it's about raising all boats and really creating a better business environment for the community where we live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, you're marketing through these other companies, the referral-based um is huge for you. What are some of the other ways that the Betty Brigade receives business? Um, most of it is word of mouth. Um, our clients love to tell their friends about us, and uh, so so vendors do that. Our clients do that, but we also get a lot of attention through publicity, and um, we have gotten a lot of great press, which some of that you mentioned, and uh, it brings in, it just brings people in because all of a sudden we have credibility in the marketplace um, where where we're getting that press. Mm-hmm. Did you find on the press topic, I, I had a conversation with a friend this morning, Danny Astoria is a very gifted uh, PR person and specializes in placement for companies, and, and um, you know, we were talking about the, the continued benefit of, of PR, but the fact that it doesn't, it's not often that a com- company receives a placement in a magazine or online article or something like that, and, and it makes them an overnight success or it brings in hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of business, but rather it's the cumulative effect of all of the placements. Is that been your experience with the Betty Brigade and press? Um, yes and no. Um, yes, the cumulative effect is absolutely a big part of it because people keep seeing you. And as you know, um, the more times, because usually people don't even um, recognize uh, your message or your logo uh, till about, it's usually, I think, I think the, the statistic is seven or eight times. Yeah, um, yeah. It, takes, it takes people to go, oh, hey, there's this new company I just found, even though the company has been marketing to them for a while. Um, so there's that. But, um, but also, that being said, um, we had a Detroit Free Press article that ran on us about two and a half years ago, and it still continues to bring in business for us, um, which is shocking. And it has brought in about $130,000 worth of new business. And um, the reason it has brought in new business is because our clients tend to hang on to things because they're disorganized. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so they save this article and they just keep, fi- like, they find it under a pile and go, oh, here's that company I was going to oh, call. Sharon, we're going into break, our final break. We'll be back here on the Million Dollar Mindset with Sharon McGrill in just a moment.
unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to learn and play with Mrs. A. Your host, Barbara Allison. Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know that kids are only 20% of the population, but they are 100% of the future? How are you preparing your child for that future? The years between the ages of 0 and 6 are crucial for learning and development. Barbara Allison is a teacher, parent, and author on supporting children's early learning. Learning starts even before a child is born, and parents are children's first teacher. Join Mrs. A for ideas, tips, and suggestions for fun learning and play activities as she helps you support your child. Starting early is starting smart. For more on Mrs. A, her books, the show, and her blog, check out her website, 123kindergarten.com. Then, come learn and play with Mrs. A with your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Wondering how to market, where to invest, where to advertise, where to find the right advice, or what to do about taxes? Doing business today is a complex venture, and that's where All Biz Talk comes in. All Biz Talk helps businesses and individuals find the right path to their success and learn more about the ideas, products, and services used by today's top professionals. Success leaves clues, so if you want to be successful, it's always best to listen to the people who have already been where you want to be. Our hosts are unbiased and will ask the hard questions, taking your calls to help connect you with the right professionals, people who can help you get a better handle on your personal and business choices. All Biz Talk is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. Join All Biz Talk Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central at allbiztalk.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And I am so thrilled to be here with all of you today on this wonderful Monday here in Chicago land. And I love having you here each and every week. Don't forget to join me next week for a really important show about preparing yourself for upcoming crowdfunding opportunities, which are really, really going to change in 2013 and provide lots of opportunity for people. And uh, in order to do that, you really need to start building your crowd now and, and get ready to find investors through the crowdfunding platforms that are out there. And today we're here talking about investing and uh, growing your business strategically and creating systems and processes in order to do so with the founder of the Betty Brigade, Sharon McGrill. Sharon, thanks so much for sharing all of this fabulous information as you're actually going through the muck of it all. And I can only imagine how much there is of that. And, you know, I said earlier what's really striking me here too is is the way that you have created these fabulous systems and I tell my clients all the time that that is the value in your business that's a huge chunk of the value in your business is systematizing as a creative entrepreneur sometimes it's really hard to recognize that and to wrap our brains around how do I systemize I just have these great ideas I'm not somebody who's going to start creating um, you know spreadsheets and manuals and things like that Talk to us, if you will, in this 
last segment a little bit about that process and how it happened for you. Sure, absolutely. Um, the first thing that I did was um, I didn't know when I started Betty Brigade that I was going to be franchising it. Um, I really just thought it was going to be a little lifestyle business uh, that I would do part-time on the side and I would have a big corporate job. And um, that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, but um, uh, the first, the, the book that I read that really kind of changed everything in my head was The E-Myth Revisited. Uh, and that's by, uh, Michael uh, Gerber. Michael Gerber. You, thank you so much. And, um, I actually read that book once a year. And it really helps solidify things in my head. Um, and now I can go to my people who like to create systems. Um, and I can say, hey, read this part of the book or I'll or I'll say, hey, we, we're missing this part. Could you work on it? And all of a sudden, they have a very clear idea, and I don't have to do the work, which is really, really happy for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it sounds like, and I'm an E-Myth Mastery coach, so I'm very familiar with uh, uh, what, what you're saying here. And it sounds like uh, E-Myth Mastery uh, Revisited really kind of works right alongside of your business plan. Um, well, just like any, you know, every entrepreneur is is looking for that that shiny thing that is going to, you know, it's going to be the the silver bullet that saves their business. And um, the reality is, there are about a hundred million shiny bullets that save your business. Uh huh. And and, um, and you take what you can out of everything that you read or learn, and you say, okay, this works for me, and and. Part of what worked for me in EMIS was creating the systems, but I knew that I wasn't going to be good at that. So that's when I hired an administrative person to help me start doing that. Well, I think that's always a sign of, of a, a true and, and gifted entrepreneur. It's when, you know, as Henry Ford said, just to kind of paraphrase, it's uh, surrounding yourself with people who are, are smarter than you are in certain aspects of getting things done, right? And uh, people who have different skill sets, to put it differently. And, and that's certainly what you've done because most entrepreneurs really don't have that that organizational, which is funny talking to you because you – organized for people but you know as far as business they don't they don't have that and so good for you for finding the right people to get the job done so tell us a little bit about what kinds of systems you have in place i know that you talked about um you know everything going into a customer service uh management tool what are some of the other systems that you're referring to Sure. So we have um, a marketing system that we use um, that is, in, and we're just in the process of implementing this. But um, but we're we're building a new website. We are implementing eBooks, um, our own radio show, which I'm uh, very excited about, and um, and it it's going to uh, incorporate a lot of the content that we're already producing. So we have a newsletter that we put out there that is. All it is is tips and tools and strategies. It's ways to keep yourself organized, everything from how to plan a proper picnic to keep the paperwork off your desk. There's all different kinds of things. And so um, so there's the marketing part. But the other part, and um, some people call it the most um, important part, but most entrepreneurs kind of ignore it, is the financial part. Um, 
So something that we implemented last year um, was based around a book, um, and the other book is called um, The Great Game of Business, and it's by a guy named Jack Stack. It's been around for a while, and we implemented it through um, another company that's here in Ann Arbor um, with us called Zingerman's. And Zingerman's has an open book finance strategy um, where they share all of their numbers and all of the different things that they're measuring with the entire staff. And so we started doing that in January, and it's made a world of difference. How so? Talk to me a little bit more about that. Well, all of a sudden, um, so before we were saying, okay, here's accounts payable, here's accounts receivable, here's, um, you know, here's our goal, and people would literally glaze over um, in the in the staff meetings. It didn't mean anything to them. Now uh, we're actually um, measuring things weekly, and we measure not just the deposits and the fixed costs and the variable costs, because those are all important, but, um, but we're measuring stuff like mood and staff turnover and the amount of cubic yards that we're recycling out of our clients' homes, all different kinds of things that staff have responsibility for reporting on on a weekly basis. And all of those things tie into um, a year-end report that, uh, that we're looking at not only weekly and monthly, but quarterly. So we can see the trends happening as they're happening rather than reacting to them a month later. So that's that's fascinating to me because when you say numbers, of course, my mind goes right to, you know, revenue and uh, bottom line numbers. But you're really talking in a much broader sense. I mean, how much you're recycling out of clients' homes and such. How is that? Is that from the great game of business? Is that where you've learned that concept? Yes, and and from Zingerman's as well. But we so we have three bottom lines. Uh, one bottom line is to have great finance. Uh, the next one is to have great service, and the next one is to have great clients. Um, so great clients, great service, and great financials. Um, all of those things are an important piece of any business. And if you're not looking at all three of them, then it's kind of like a stool that's going to tip over. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. And uh, so how do you measure your your success in terms of great uh, customer service and having great clients? Um, well, we have a really specific way to measure customer service. So, um, so we have something... Um, that we call uh, Betty Gold. So um, Betty Gold means that it's something really, really good. And a Betty Blue is maybe not quite so good. (laughs) Okay. um, And we actually track those things. So if a client is compelled to pick up the phone and tell you about something that they're not happy about um, or or to write it um, in a note to you, then that gets recorded as a Betty Blue. Um, The same holds true for good things that they say. Like, for example, last week we got a letter from a client, and I'm not even kidding. Okay, so she wrote a poem um, talking about rainbows and then inside and had a picture of a rainbow on the front of her card, and then inside it said, your business is like a rainbow in my heart. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, that's maybe the nicest thing that anyone has ever said. And, And that's... That constitutes a Betty Gold. This lady was so so excited to write about what she felt, and that's really where we're going. 
Wow, that's a count of several Betty goals. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. And so talk to me about the third bottom line, the great clients. How do you how do you measure that? Well, um one of the things that we did was we start we we broke our clients into three different categories. So the A category was people that appreciate us, that pay on time, and that give us a check and a hug. Okay, so so that's like that's our ideal client. That is who we really want to work with. It's it's fun to be around them. It's really easy. Um, the B client are people that maybe don't give us a hug, but are very appreciative and um, do respect our time. But maybe they're really busy people and don't always have time to express it. Um, and then the third level um, or or the C client are maybe the clients that we're that we get. And they're kind of difficult. They they might complain quite a bit. Um, those are the clients that yes, we will help them. Yes, we'll take care of them. But we're not going to pursue them. Going to pursue them in a marketing arena. We're not gonna. We're not really gonna go after them and say we love working with you. Wow. Okay. And and so, how does it help you? To, to rate these different clients? What, what kinds of actions do you see changing as a result? Well, what's really cool is now the staff knows what an A, a B, or a C client is so that when we go on that first meeting with them, we're able to tell kind of where they, where they are, where, where are their emotions, um, how are they treating us just even in that first meeting because that says a lot. And, um, and it, it, tell, it also tells us how committed they are to working with us right from the beginning. Yeah, which is an important thing to know because you don't want to have to fire your clients. <laughs> Sharon, no, but is, yeah, go ahead. Sometimes you do. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you have you to fire do. them. <laughs> I know, I know. And you don't want to hang on to those clients that cost you more pain and, in the end, money than uh, they could potentially bring into your company. So I love this system. We're going to talk more about that offline for sure. <laughs> so, Sharon, this has been absolutely delightful. Thanks so so much uh, for being here on the Million Dollar Mindset. And uh, just one more time, why don't you, as we're tuning out here, tell our listeners how they can find you and how they can stay in tune with what you're doing in terms of licensing. Well, absolutely. Um, we're just in the process of launching a new website. Our, our current website works just fine, but the new one is coming online in the next three weeks, and it'll have an RSS feed so that um, it automatically feeds into your system. And what? And that'll be at BettyBrigade.com? BettyBrigade.com. Okay. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you here next week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, 